Sada Modine. And this is Hannah Henson. And I want to welcome you to the third season of Raise Your Standards podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Welcome. So you're on our eighth episode of the season, which is wild. And it's already May, which is also Mm -hmm. wild. But this year has been a whirlwind. And part of that whirlwind in the best way has been meeting Camilla. So Camilla and I met through church. Uh, we met through her boyfriend, and we were a part of a young professionals group all this past year, serving and leading through that. So it's been great to get to know her, and I'll let her intro herself. Thanks, Autumn. Um, first and foremost, thank you guys both so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so I've been looking <laughs> forward to this all week. Um, but yeah, as Autumn shared, I'm Camilla. I'm a big fan of people and product marketing and traveling and Jesus and Shania Twain, which Autumn and I bonded over as well. So I think that yes, ma'am. Up. Feel yes, like ma'am. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, good stuff. Since I went into this like downward spiral with Shania Twain because somehow YouTube knows what I like. I never watch YouTube <laughs> videos. Like I was on there for a workout video. After my workout video was done, I was like, oh my gosh, Shania Twang. Oh my gosh, she was in Chicago. Okay, let me watch this. And I think I watched three videos of her. Then I talked to Camilla and I'm like, Camilla, I'm going down a downward spiral. We got to go see Shania. Like, And all of today, I was strutting on my walk listening to old school Shania. And it was such mm-hmm. a vibe in Camilla's words. It was a vibe. And the ultimate vibe. The ultimate vibe. And it was honestly so refreshing. I'm like... This is such a great find. So we love Shania. We do. Big Shania <laughs> Across stands the board. Yeah. Across mm-hmm. the board. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to kind of dive in a little deeper, can you share? Because you said you like product marketing, but what does that look like in your world? Yeah. Great question. So I kind of stumbled into product marketing. It's funny because I feel like it's an industry where a lot of people don't start off in it. Um, but I think throughout high school and college, um, I really loved writing, really loved communications, um, wanted to study journalism, storytelling, um, just that heart for people and their stories. And, um, I actually got into zoom doing an events marketing internship. Um, and then randomly some, the head of product marketing had done like a previous project with me and she was like, Hey, do you want to like build our beta program? Which is like basically the quality assurance testing of a product before it launches. And I was like, I have no idea what that is, but I'm so down. Like everyone on this team seems cool. So I just haven't left you ever since. And um, I think it's my favorite segment of marketing just because you're the closest to the product releases, which then makes you closest to the customer. So um, basically what I get to do all day is just find the latest release, pair it with our customers and um, kind of try to make some magic happen there. But yeah. That's that's great. I guess kind of taking a step back. So you said you got the internship. Can you go through like college, what what you decided to study, how you decided to do that, and kind of how that led up to the internship? Because I think that's something that me specifically, when I was in college, I'm like, I have no idea what to do. And similar to you, I stumbled upon this internship, which has opened a lot of doors. But I think that's something that would be interesting for people to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think just first and foremost, like God was so cool and like leading this path for me. I think when I look back at at college and and Etsy here, it's like, there's no way I could have made it this far without his hand in that. Um, So I studied communications with a focus on film from St. Mary's College of California, super, super small liberal arts school up in the East Bay. And um, because of the super small class sizes, I got to build some really great um, connections with my professors, um, really get some great hands-on learning with film. 
with um, research methods, everything under the sun for marketing, which is really great. And um, from there, I just kept on making sure that I was adding professors on LinkedIn as I was going, building those connections, making sure that they were staying strong. And um, around graduation, I ended um, December of 2018. I was like, okay, the dread setting in, I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, and first did a little marketing contractor role. But while I was there, I was just reaching out to people who were in roles that looked interesting and that looked like something I might want to explore. And um, I requested someone who I actually went to high school with, I requested to get coffee with her and just said, hey, I just would love to hear about your career path. She was at Zoom. This was back in 2019. No one knew what the heck Zoom was. Um, and she graciously took the time to meet with me, tell me about her career path. And she mentioned that there is an events marketing internship role, but I want to interview for it. And I was like, sure thing. So, um, did the interview ended up working out. Um, so I think just like the key piece of advice there is one, just like make sure that you're maintaining those relationships. I know that people say connections are everything that really is true, but I think also I've noticed there's a pressure from people to be like, oh my gosh, how do I build my career path with my dream job right now in my early 20s? And it's like, I had no idea like what segment of marketing I wanted to go into. Who knows where I'll be in 10 years, but just being faithful to take that first step, you know, even if it's not your dream role, even if it's not something that you can see yourself doing for a long time, like any experience is your friend. Um, so I was really, really blessed to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah, I think that's a great point too. It's like something is better than nothing. And to be honest, my first job was, not the best in so many ways. It was really bad, but it did open a lot of doors and I think did teach me roles. And I am grateful for the opportunity to have gotten an internship in something that then led me into the tech world, which no idea what that even was. And I'm like, I did not go to school for technology. Why am I even here? You know? Um, so I think that is really interesting of how you kind of like maintain those connections and suck with that. I think that's something that I've noticed in you that I really appreciate about you is your intentionality and relationships and friendships and in so many aspects. And that's something that you do really well that does definitely show. And I think an employer would also definitely see that. So just want to echo. That's really kind. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I see it kind of part of stewardship, right? Like you've been given these amazing people in your life. Like what are the odds that we're all here together right now? Like why would you not take advantage of these people? Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Especially like, doesn't matter what area of work you're in either. I think it just pours over into everything. Cause I mean, I think after COVID, a lot of us were like, oh my gosh, I want to be out with people. And now I feel like people are connecting like more and more every single day, um, whether you're in a big city or a small town. And I think that's super cool, especially, yeah, even at zoom, <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, rolling into, um, a little bit, like you said, stewardship, um, what's your best piece of advice you have ever, um, received? So it could be career relationships or with your faith. What do you, you could also dive question. into all three if you want. Yeah. 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 If you we want, really could. you can hit this out of the park. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's a great question. And I think like something that I've seen, like a little bit of the story that I shared is, um, just being faithful in the small things, which is pretty loosely tied to Luke 1610. But as I shared earlier, you know, I was on the events marketing team and then the head of PMM reached out to me with another opportunity. And the reason why she reached out is because I randomly worked with her on a project that was completely outside of my role, outside of my deliverables. I had no reason to do it, but I did it and I did it well enough to where she wanted me for this other job without me ever knowing that that would be the situation. So, um, within that, I think that really gave me the chance to jumpstart my career. I don't honestly think I'd be where I am if I didn't randomly just do that project for her. So I think just, especially in your twenties, like I think 
my first initial tasks were like a lot of going through Excel sheets and doing a lot of menial things. I'm like, what's the point of any of this? Like, God, I'm supposed to be doing more than this. But I think just stewarding those small things well and knowing that it does make an impact um, has really been really been meaningful to me. Um, and then I think beyond just work, I think especially in faith and relationships, I think that translates as well. It's the it's the little things, right, in relationships that people always say that the friend who sends you that text when you need it or grabs you that extra coffee when they're already out. And I think especially in my in my walk with the Lord, I've noticed that it's so much more like me memorizing scripture or having my quiet time. Those are the foundational things that gives me that strength and that endurance to, to steward the, the things that God has given me well. And I think we look at those big faith moments, like doing a mission trip or speaking on stage or taking a leadership role in the church. Those are all beautiful, fantastic things. But um, at the end of the day, you can't do those things if you haven't built up the habits um, and the character to steward them well. So I think it's hard. Autumn and I are wired pretty similarly. We like to, to achieve and get stuff done, but this has been yeah. a continual challenge for me. It's like to stay disciplined and stay mm-hmm. faithful to the small things and it'll build those stepping stones to get you where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. And like, like you said before, you know, I don't know why God, you know, put me here or why this was so random. Like he knew that that was where you're supposed to be and where you are right now. He knows that he set you apart for that reason and that purpose. It might not make sense at some points. And yeah, I think it is really hard to stay where you're at. Like I'm a goal achiever too. I love to yeah take on different jobs if it means spreading myself a little bit thinner. Um, but learning to steward what you have and just really hone in on that stuff is super important, especially in the season that you're given, because if you're racing ahead of what God has for you, it could, yeah, it could destroy what you already have right now and what you're supposed to be in. And it's so hard to be still because yeah, we are in a society where it's like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Okay. Get married, have kids, this, that, and the other thing, and then get the promotion, all that stuff on the job uh, point of view. But it's just, yeah again, going against the world, going against the grain, going towards what God has for you is going to be different than what it looks like to the world. So that's awesome that you've, yeah, come to that conviction and like realization with the Lord, because yeah, it is hard to push against the world and stay sane and peaceful. So (laughs) as Hannah and I were talking about yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, good details, but if God sent you guys a message, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. But I think you brought up a great point, Camilla, too, of kind of like memorizing those scriptures and really having the quiet time. That's something that I've read a lot of different Christian books. And that's something that consistently people are like, if you are being consistent with your quiet time, whether it's devoing, journaling, praying, being active in your relationship with God, those other aspects will come. And there's just so much reflection that can happen in a short amount of time. And something today is I was doing my devotional this morning, which praise God, I've been doing better at getting up at a decent time and devoing and going on a walk. I know, guys, this is an answered prayer that we've all been waiting on. But she's a sleeper, my lord. Hey, you want my sleep? I need my sleep. If I don't get my eight hours, I'm a different person, and everybody knows it. So don't mess Mm. with me. Anyways, um, but point being is I've been doing good. And I was going on a run today and the verse that they were talking about was, um, oh gosh, now it's fleeting, but something about how the Lord strengthens you and gives you the strength in order to kind of like finish the race. And so I was on a run and I just was like repeating that. I was just like, 
God is with me. He gives me strength. And it's such a simple thing, but I think taking those small active steps to better yourself and to better your relationship with God is so important. Yeah. And also props to you for like reciting scripture over yourself as you run. Like I'm actively trying to not throw up every step. So you're, <laughs> you're doing way better than I am. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I guess kind of transitioning, uh, what is an advantage? piece of advice that you would share with your younger self? Cause I think I think about that and think of like girls who are graduating high school or figuring out college. And there's so many things that even I met someone last night who is a step ahead in life than I am in terms of the direction I'm going. And she was sharing all this wisdom and advice with me. And it was so helpful to be like, I've walked through it. You can do it too and have peace with it. And so I just want to hear what that looks like for you. Yeah, that's a great question. And there's there's so many things, which I'm sure no one can relate to. Um, but I think a powerful word that I heard early on in college was that you live most of your life in your head. So make sure it's a nice place to be. Um, and to be to be transparent, I struggled pretty hard with my mental health off and on since I was 16. And um, there were so many stigmas and so much self-criticism and it honestly kept me pretty locked into my anxiety. And obviously there's a lot of other factors like genetics you find out about and environmental triggers and things that people can do research on there. But um, I finally took that step to invest into therapy, which isn't for everyone, but it was a huge catalyst for me and been going almost weekly for the past 10 years. And I think just taking that time to utilize those resources and not only get like my brain healthier, but to be able to show up um, with more self-awareness as a daughter, sister, um, employee, student, um, and Christian, it's really been probably the best investment that I ever made. And I think alongside with that, it connects to the biblical principle of renewing your mind. So as humans, the default setting on our mind is not automatically what God is, is calling us to do and not his truth. So I think to show up as God has called us to be, we need to continuously recenter ourselves on who we are, and but also on who he is. Um, and accurately resting in that identity is the only way we can accomplish anything actually meaningful um, beyond the, the barrage of messages that we're getting. So this isn't the most like technical, like get the dream internship or you know, ace your classes or um, anything like that. But I think just taking that time to invest in yourself, to take care of yourself, but also knowing that by you being the healthier version of yourself, how much more can you make an impact and, and live out the purpose that God's called for you? Yeah, that's great. And we were talking about that briefly right before uh, this started, but that was something that I think I've also done. And I've been going to therapy actively for at least two years before that, kind of off and on for year or two combined, but it's really been awesome. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't need help right now or this and that, but life changes. Life is hard and things go up and down and just having someone who knows your full story. And there's so many aspects of myself that were kind of hidden in a closet that I didn't want to deal with. And honestly, I was scared to deal with it. And I'm like, I don't know. There's so much shame. Like, I don't know if I can still be a Christian. I don't know if people accept me, all these thoughts and having that validated by someone and say, actually, a lot of other girls also struggle with these similar thoughts that you've had because of the story that they've walked through. And that's something that has really, really changed my life. And I honestly don't think I would be where I am today without that. And God had provided that for me. That was something I'd prayed over. I go to a Christian counselor, which you don't have to do that, but it has been something that has really made quite the impact in my life. So I'm glad you shared that. It's mm -hmm. powerful. 
I love the metaphor of the closet as well. Cause like mm-hmm. for me, therapy about like walking into a room and then turning the lights on. Right. So you can see, okay, what's in here? What am I bumping into? What is causing me to react this way? Like where, where am I going? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's so true. And like, it's such a blessing that we now have the resources to do so. So that's awesome. Autumn. Yeah. And also I think that's something too of like that it is expensive and I know not everyone has the means to be able to do that, but even if you can get like a session every once in a while or something, something is better than nothing. And if you don't have that, being able to find a close friend that you trust and kind of what we talked about in the last episode of having those people who are in your four squares and your go-to individuals to talk to about those things is also really beneficial. So I just want to reiterate that. But moving along, do you have a specific motto that you live by or something that is Camilla's brand? (laughs) Okay. Well, two answers. I think, okay. The word vibes, Autumn, I know you mentioned it earlier. Oh my gosh. If you're willing it. (laughs) Vibe, vibe queen. It's honestly a compulsion at this point and it need, I need help. But if someone who's listening to this can find a word that is as all-encompassing and as just appropriate as the word, I mean, good vibes, bad vibes, the, vibe, the vibes are off. Um, <laughs> who knows, what, like, what are the vibes for tonight? Like, when you're choosing an yeah. outfit, if someone can find that word, just let me know. Mm. But beyond that, um, there's this Dave Willis quote that I really love. Um, it says, be an encourager. The world has enough critics already. And I think that that's something I'm like pretty sensitive and I'm also words of affirmation person. So that's a double whammy for people's words mean a lot to me. And I think just knowing how impactful the right words are at the, at the time where you need it the most. I'm like, I would love to do that for someone like everyone. I think, especially being in your twenties, being in the Bay area, or honestly, just like being in the career world right now, there's just so many things to constantly compare yourself to. Like, is someone a step ahead of me? Am I falling behind? How should I be looking? Who should I be talking to? Where should I be in my relationships? It's so easy to constantly critique yourself. So I think just being someone who can call out that gold in the other, that's just a game changer for me. Um, And also just like to connect it back to the Lord, like at least in my experience, as I've gotten closer to Jesus, I've just seen how generous he is with his affirmations, how gentle he is. And he never shames us or never um, compares us to any of his other children. And um, the fact that we, with the Holy Spirit, get to be a vessel for that potentially, like that's an incredible opportunity that I never want to take for granted. So do I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But I think that's something that I want to challenge myself in. Great. And with that, I was wondering, because you're kind of talking about these are people or quotes that have changed your life. What are those books or what are those devotional books or what has helped you in that walk? That is such a great question. Who is Dave Willis? I don't know, but it sounds Willis, cool. Yeah, he's cool. I don't know if he's Christian or not. Someone can can figure that out for me. I'm a little too lazy to look it up at this moment, but um, I read a lot of Brene Brown books and I think that as she's been plugging also if you follow her on Instagram she posts a lot of great quotes so honestly I think 99% of what I've shared has been from Brene Brown's Instagram so go forth and and enjoy but um I think also Lisa Turkhurst Jenny Allen um also just some great Christian leaders just speaking truth into into this so yeah Instagram and Christian women writers yeah that's yeah everything you've said so far has been so profound and you're like (laughs) so yeah I just yeah I love it because yeah, like we talked about before the, yeah, I think everybody else, we think everybody's, yeah, criticizing what we're doing, but in reality, that's their problem. That's not our problem. Our problem, not really problem. Um, 
is our own walk. Like it doesn't matter what everybody's doing around us. Like God is calling us to be with him, him and us. It's not anybody else with you. It's you and the Lord. There's no one else in that race and everybody runs their own race, whether they're a Christian or not. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I think there is just so much negativity that pulling against that is like, it can be easy, but it also can be like so different that people, like you said, even with words of affirmation, like smiling at somebody, they're just like, what, why are you so happy? And it's like, because it's, it's a beautiful day. Like we're made in God's image. Do I always think that all the time? No, but do I want to portray that? Yeah. Because I think everybody deserves the love of the Lord, no matter where they're at in their life, no matter what's happened to them. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, you displayed that really well, Hannah. So I appreciate that about you. Keep up the (laughs) great work. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. And I think the biggest thing too is like when you know your gifts too, being able to portray those, like you said, words of affirmation, you'd love to give that to someone else. I think once we know what we need, that's even better because then we're so much more free to give it away because we know that we can find that all in Jesus. So giving it away can be so much freer, no matter if you're in a work situation, um, a relationship with your friends or significant other, um, or yeah, your family, like you can come from a place of abundance because God already fills all the holes. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like Autumn, I was talking to you about this maybe a couple of weeks back, but like as Christians, should we not be the most like encouraged, secure, um, worry-free and just like light people in the, in the Mm -hmm. world, you know? So I think it's, it's really convicting, but, um, yeah. yeah. Easier said than done, but definitely, (laughs) definitely (laughs) easier with awesome community. I was also sharing this with Camilla right before, uh, you joined, but, um, something that we were talking about is I had a big presentation at work today. It was like really big, like probably the biggest presentation I've had since joining. And I was just like sitting outside enjoying the sun told my roommate, I'm like, the peace of the Lord is upon me. Like, no worries. <laughs> and I was like, it, it's just an answer yeah. prayer because I felt so stressed and just spiraling. It's like, okay, worst case scenario, you know, my internet goes out, something messes up, like, that's okay. That's life. And I think just having that perspective rather than feeling like, oh, this is all on me to crush this and inviting God into that was just 10 mm-hmm. times easier, more than that. But yeah. And just like letting him because he is like knocking at the door and we're the ones that have to be like, yes, you can come in, you know? And I like, okay. I had a similar moment today, except it was probably, I don't know. You were way more prepared probably than I was because I, to give all the listeners a perspective, I have everything written in my planner. I write it all down because otherwise I will forget. I have very fleeting thoughts and I'm kind of all over the place. So I had gotten home from work and there was, there's like this peace over me. I was like, this is awesome. I laid in the sun. Great. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go do a personal training session. I'm like, what am I doing? And then all of a sudden that peace came over me again. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, wait, I have time. He's still there, you know, and we got a good talk in and, you know, I apologize and everything, but it was just a peace because in reality, if I'm coming and meeting other people with grace, like they'll give me grace too. And, you know, whether it is like, we think it's a big presentation, 
or we think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us, but in reality, you know, know that God has you covered no matter what happens. And yeah, even when life gets crazy, even when big things happen. Um, yeah. As long as you take those small decisions, like I had, I talked to my friend about this the other day. She was really, um, yeah, shout out to Mal if you listen to this, but um, she's <laughs> she had this big presentation on her thesis, which woo, she passed. It was great. Um, but beforehand, she was like, I just don't know. This could be like, like pass or fail. I could either not go to school anymore or I have to redo it all. All these different scenarios in her head. And I'm like, Mal, all these small decisions came to this. And there's no one that is more prepared than you because you know it like the back of your hand. And I think we can be like our worst critics where we're like, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. There's no way. But God tells us we can because we have his strength. We have everything that we could ever need in him and his character. And yeah, the enemy wants us to be like, oh, yeah, we're nervous. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to do that. And making those small choices to be in the word every day, spend that quiet time. That's all going to help us no matter what we go through in a day. So. Yeah, well, first, congrats to Mal on your thesis, but I'd love to hear, yeah. like, it sounds like we're all pretty goal-oriented, action-oriented people, so what does that daily surrender look like for you guys? Like, how do you change that rewiring in your mind where it's not you are hustling to make this happen for yourself, but you're you're really just giving your best efforts and then handing it off to the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> sure, I can go first. Uh, I think, honestly, it's been a real challenge. Like, that's definitely been something I really struggle with. Like if I have to look at any of the areas that I struggle most with, it is surrendering that control to him. Um, But with that, I think it's a balance of being disciplined and getting up and doing that devotional time, inviting him into my day, because I've noticed even the past few days, I've been consistent. I've been good about getting up, spending time with him. And I feel so much more peace throughout the day. And it it really makes a huge difference. And I think there's just something like mentally I was caught up in a spiral of like, well, I need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and like go through my to-do list, check next day, check next day. And I finally was just like, I really need to find more time to slow down. And unfortunately that wasn't something that I could really do other than getting up earlier, which has made a difference. Um, but I think that's uh, comes in the form of journaling for me. I love journaling my thoughts, really focusing on what things, what is God speaking to me? What are those things that I need to surrender over to him? And then also being consistent with uh, listening to different podcasts, attending church regularly, being able to be poured into by other community and other individuals who are walking through that. Like even yesterday, I was telling someone about something I was struggling with and she was like, well, don't even let that thought enter your mind. And I'm like, well, it does, you know, like, I don't know how to not have it enter my mind. But she's just like, don't like let yourself go down that path. And I was just like, whoa. And I've heard it before, but it just, it really hit that time because this worry that I was struggling with was something that she has already walked through and came out fine on the other side. And it was really cool. Cause it's like, okay, it's not just coming from someone who's like, don't worry but it was really coming from someone who has gone through that. And she was like, if I could redo any phase of that part of my life, it would to just be to not worry as much and give that up to God and surrender that. Because although you think that worrying will help and doing all these things and controlling certain aspects of life is going to get you closer to that end goal, 
God is that end goal and he's going to have those answers for you. So that's something that mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Hannah, you're up. <laughs> no. Um, Give us the answer. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I guess for me, it is hard because I think like a lot of us, like the two, well, the three of us right now on this podcast is yeah. Like having enough time. So I do get up early and yeah, I have quiet time. I'm in the Bible and read um, a devotional by Lisa Turkhurst, which is called Embraced. And I love it because it sticks with me throughout the day, which is really cool. That's really hard for me to like remember things throughout the day. So like I said, the planner, you got to write things down. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like we've talked about in the last podcast, I'm a people pleaser. So I like to be there for whoever, whenever, if it means sacrificing myself. And that's something that um, I've kind of just like grown up around. My mom is a lot like that, um, is there for a lot of people a lot of the time and then disregards herself, um, which is something that I'm learning. Um, and yeah, there's things that I committed to that I need to walk through, but um, I don't think that means like, I don't think God's mad at me for it, but I do believe that, you know, he wants more of my time than um, what I'm giving him right now, because uh, I read somewhere like the average Christian, I think only spends three hours of the week or something in the Bible or, you know, just throughout time with God, whatever it might be. And I'm like, God, that is just ridiculous. I'm like our creator, the person who loves us more than anything, we only give him three hours a week. And I don't know if you do the math 24 hours in a day and only three hours in the week, that's honestly pretty ridiculous, <laughs> at least for like, I don't know if that's your strength and the thing that you lean on the most and that you love the most, why would you not give more time to God? I guess from this is me preaching to myself. Um, So it is, it's hard to walk it out because um, like you said, connections are great and everything. And I think I do have a lot of great connections here in my community in little Northern Wisconsin, but it is hard to, you know, kind of walk that out by yourself. Cause like I said before, your relationship is with the Lord, but having community around you to reinforce walking with the Lord and walking out your calling, because yeah, it can get lonely. It can get like, okay, is there anybody here? Cause I mean, this is a very small town that I live in and knowing who you can go to and, you know, Autumn's a call away. Uh, my friend Mal's a call away and um, some other people, but yeah, I just think the biggest thing for me is dedicating quiet time to the Lord, but knowing that you can talk to him at any time during the day, night, anything. And just remembering that, like hearing that still small voice, as much as everything else can be louder and taken over throughout the week, that has to be the one thing that you listen to and really hone in on, because that's the only thing that's going to help you get through the week, get through each day. And for the rest of our lives, like, no goal that we set for ourselves will ever be higher than what God has for us. So it's oh, hard, that's but good. Preach. Gotta step it out. Take us to church, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking when you were talking about that of like the three hours, and I thought it was interesting because it made me think of like building muscle or if your goal is to lose weight or whatever that might be. If you're only spending three hours a day or sorry, three hours a week doing that. Let's say you're strength training or doing that three hours a week. That's not bad. But if like that is what your life depends is consistently Mm -hmm. 
going to the gym, not that it does, I'm not saying that, but for the analogy purpose, (laughs) if you're showing up, putting in the effort, getting in the work that is going to produce results, it's about the consistency Mm -hmm. and continuing to show up and do that. So I really liked what you said about that Mm because it is very interesting. that's Right. That's God's design. You know, like, I think that was what it was meant to be like, the Bible and what he's portrayed with Jesus walking on earth and dying on the cross, all of that, I feel like relates, it should relate into everything that we do our lives. Like you said that, you know, being able to do that physically, like, oh yeah, you know, physically you wouldn't want to work out like only three hours a week. You wouldn't want to sleep three hours a week. So why is that any different than your relationship with the Lord? You know, if you're, if those are your goals or those are your priorities and why isn't God more than that? You know, I just think for a long time, we don't, I don't think we see it like that. And unfortunately I think, yeah, sometimes we miss the boat on that and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Especially like how much Jesus quoted scripture. Like if Jesus had to get in the word, like how much more do we get in the word? And then it also, is such a humbling thing for me because I think about like, the martyrs of the early Christian faith and how hard it is to get even a copy of the Bible in other countries like today, like right now. And it's like, we just take that. I take that so for granted. I have the Bible, like I have like four in my room right now. And I'm just like, "Hmm, maybe later, you know, but it's like, what a reality check that we get access to God's word whenever we want. It's just crazy. Yeah, definitely. That's a great reminder. And speaking of that in other countries, uh, Camilla, you didn't share anything about your, background of being South African so I wanted to take a second tap into that because that was a very fun unique fact I learned about you so because you're going soon so yes two weeks baby let's go yeah so um (laughs) yeah so my whole family is in South Africa both my parents you know families I think the the first traces we did a 23 and me the first traces of my family in South Africa is back in the 1700s so we we love that place. Yeah. So, um, my parents met and, you know, got together there. And then my dad is a patent attorney. So he's like, Oh, let's go live in the Bay area for a little bit. And they got pregnant with me. And then I had my brother, my sister. So now, now here we are, but we go back once a year. Um, but the last time I actually got a Facebook reminder today that like today, three years ago was the last time I was there. So really, really excited to go in a few weeks. So yeah. I'll send pics of all the lions and tigers and bears and all that good stuff. Oh my. (laughs) I was waiting for it. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So like, tell us a little bit about, yeah, what it was like growing. Did you grow up there then too? That's a great question. So up until I was about eight, we'd spend a couple months of the year there just because, you know, my parents wanted me to have that really close tie and school's kind of like, not school's like whatever in elementary school, but you can learn your, your ABCs on the, on the plane, like you'll be fine. Um, but it was really interesting. I think from both a faith standpoint and kind of a socioeconomic slash racial standpoint. So, um, just because I'm sure you guys are familiar with apartheid in South Africa, um, and, and just the, the incredible segregation that happened there. And that was actually backed by the church, and my mom has a huge heart for social justice. And while her and my dad grew up Catholic, she she really didn't have a faith just because why would she want to align herself with an institution that caused so much pain and suffering? So um, it was only, I think I was a couple a couple years old, but she had a friend who was a Christian who gave her a copy of the Bible and just said, look, like, just take this Bible and read Jesus's words. They were written in red. And if you can't get behind this, I will never talk to you about 
Christianity again. I'll leave you alone. My mom's like, great, challenge accepted. If you guys are into the Enneagram, my mom's an eight, if this hasn't been um, already clear just by her interactions. But <laughs> she read it and she just like, she just fell in love with his words. And I think also just, you know, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu and other great apartheid leaders, just like, um, or sorry, leaders against apartheid, just seeing that that beautiful kind of redemptive story. So that was cool just to kind of see how South Africa's history and my parents' um, kind of journey with Christianity aligned. But I think also just still there's a lot of segregation um, happening there and there's a huge wealth disparity. So I think definitely feeling very privileged to have access to such a beautiful country and learn so much from those cultures, but also feeling great, very grateful for the life we have here in America and just kind of the, by no means are we perfect racially here and, and restorative justice there, but um, just seeing the progress that can be made is really encouraging. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that's very cool and very unique. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, being able to grow up with that too and have those experiences. It's really unique. So excited for you to go back and see all the pictures. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, Christian's coming with me. So hopefully he doesn't get eaten by a lion or anything and uh, yeah. we don't kill each other on a 16 hour flight. So we'll, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Christian is her boyfriend. Yes, Christian's yeah. our boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not this random man that I'm bringing with me. All right, yes. well, let's go down a quick Christian tangent. How'd you meet? Blah, blah, blah. People love us. Uh, so. yeah. uh, they do, they do. Yeah, so um, we met at, a, so basically in our Christian community here, there is um, a couple guys who have this beautiful villa up in the Saratoga Hills. Um, and they host a wine night every Wednesday, just kind of an open invite across the different Christian communities. So I was actually invited back in over the summer, but didn't show up until October because of who I am as a person, but here we are. And um, I was on a dating fast and I found out later that Christian was as well, but he was the first person I saw when I rolled up and I was nervous and I didn't know anyone, but I was like, here I am. And he got me a glass of wine and was introducing me to everyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, your house is so beautiful. And he's like, I don't live here. I just wanted to give you a tour, which is just so on brand for, for Christian, for anyone who knows him. But but yeah, he asked for my number. And to be honest, I really made him made him work for it quite a bit. Um, I was not looking to date anyone. And um, he asked me out to dinner. I said, no, we are getting coffee if you want to see me. And I will be there for one hour. And I'm leaving at the hour mark. <laughs> wow. Um, I know. We're, I feel like we're similar in that way. Like, don't waste my time unless... <laughs> Unless it's not going to be a waste of time. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, do I even want to date a man right now? Like, oh my gosh, just so disappointing. I'm sure everyone can relate. But but yeah, eventually we went on a couple more dates and then he was like, okay, like let's make it official. And I was like, nope, you need to meet my whole family and I need to meet yours. So I introduced him to eight family members all on the same night and he survived. And then he does me one better and he throws a party and invites his whole family. And then the end of that night, he's like, so we're official, right? And I'm like, nope, you have one chance to ask me to be your girlfriend. This is not how you're doing it. Um, so then that Sunday, he like wrote me a really nice letter. But um, yeah, you, know, you wow. have to weed out the weak ones. But I, yeah. think, I think it was worth yeah. it. Yeah, for and sure. Was it, wasn't there a resume somewhere in there, right? Yeah, so part of this is so wow. funny. So sorry to keep talking about the Enneagram so much, but we were both threes. And in the letter, yeah. it was him applying for the open position of my boyfriend. This is why he's the best candidate. These are the skills he brings <laughs> oh to the role. Oh my gosh. It was just so on brand. So I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Extra wow. in the best way possible. Of I course, love that. Which is just so on brand for him. But yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. That just, yeah. And that's the thing is, 
protecting that. I think that's really good that you stood up and were like, no, I'm not going to waste my time. And I believe God blesses that for sure. And obviously like now you guys are together and that is a blessing. So yeah, that is good. I need to take yeah. some yeah pages out of that book. So, <laughs> And it's not rude. I think a lot of girls can feel like, oh, me say no or me denying their ask like, oh, how dare I, blah, blah, blah. I honestly used to be believe that I would just be like sure I'll go on whatever date I'm invited on but actually taking a step back and be like okay is this aligned with what God wants for me am I having peace about it like those are questions to ask rather than being like no just to say no and so I think having knowing you as a person and knowing where your heart was and your heart was focused on God you wanted to protect that time with him and focus on that and if he wasn't going to bless it you weren't going to move forward and so I think that's really smart and awesome that you did that thank you yeah and I think God almost had to teach me something through that because I think I I don't know if anyone can relate but I had just been so badly hurt I was just like God I'm scared I'm so scared. oh no nobody can I know, relate no one Camilla can relate. you're out here alone oh, sorry I'm Lord. The, I should just yeah. leave that yeah this is weird <laughs> No, but it was like, I remember having this moment with God because like Christian was pursuing me and I'm like, God, like, I just don't know. And he, he didn't give me a sign like, yes, date this person or no, don't date this person. Cause I feel like God really is like that with me. He always just gives me more questions, but, um, that, but he so clearly said to me was, do you not trust me to pick up the pieces if it doesn't work out? And I was like, shoot, so you're so true. right, God. I was yeah. so scared of getting hurt, not realizing that it didn't matter if I got hurt or not. Cause mm -hmm. God, if I was walking in his will and if I was guarding my heart and just kind of stewarding this wisely, he would be there and I would be fine. Um, so I think that was a huge lesson I had to learn, but yeah, dating yeah. is a, it's it's a great doozy. reminder. Yeah. It's a great awesome. reminder. That's actually so good. And that's something that I had been focusing on too, is just like, do I want to do this? And I can go into that another time. But I think focusing on that of like, is this something that like, even if it doesn't work out, even if I take this job and it ends up being bad, or even if I date this person and it doesn't turn out how I had hoped, I can still remain in the fact that God is still good and God is still leading me down the path that he desires for me. I think something that Hannah and I have also struggled with is just getting tripped up and that, should I open the door? Should I not? Should I close it? I don't know. Blah, blah. And it's just, you're stuck. You're stuck in that place. And that's not where he wants you to be. He wants you to take a small step, even if it is a small step, going to coffee instead of dinner, giving it a chance. And it could have been the worst date you went on. Luckily it wasn't. It was great. But even if it was, you would have still learned something. I think that's how I like to personally approach dating in particular. But. Yeah, definitely. Oh, there's been so much wisdom. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you were able to come on the podcast. And I guess just to kind of wrap it all up and focus on your key takeaways. Also, this was a fun little quote Camilla shared with us before. Camilla like vanilla. That was so great. <laughs> I, I love that. I just had to share that. That Thank is not you. one. You are definitely takeaways. not vanilla in personality. <laughs> There's no way that matches your personality. Add some sprinkles so, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sprinkles, oh. hot fudge, all the fixings. Absolutely. So. Like yesterday, we were talking about Mary Kate and Ashley, and Camilla was <laughs> like, I was like Mary Kate because she was different and I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like the my. more I've been saying this to Christian too, but it's like a lot of what I say is like a stream of consciousness. So I really appreciate you guys being here and like making sense of, of all of this. So thank you guys yeah. again for having me. This has been such a joy. Yeah. And I guess to just kind of take away. So the main takeaways that we had are just connections are truly everything. Being able to connect with 
those individuals stay in contact. And I think this is something I've struggled with. And it's not doing it from like a shallow place. Like don't do it just to get something out of that person. Like that's not what you should be doing, but you should be approaching it of like, how can this be mutually beneficial? And how can I gain from their wisdom and the path that they've walked through? And also just being intentional about that and following up and saying thank you and making time to have those quick conversations, super important. And second one being to take faithful, to take that first step, kind of what we just literally talked about, but having the confidence to say, I'm going to take that step and God is with me no matter what. And lastly, so this was awesome. I really like this quote, Mm -hmm. but you live most of your life in your head. So make sure it's a nice place. It was so cute. I really like that a lot. <laughs> you know, I wish I thought of it, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. But super good. But yeah. wrap it up. Hannah, you want to take it away with our closing remarks? Sure. <laughs> um, so if you like this podcast, please leave a review if you want to. Um, leave us a nice little message, maybe a smiley face or an emoji. Um, you can find us on apple spotify all the rest of the podcasting platforms we also have an instagram uh raise your standards podcast um and then our personal accounts at autumn odine and at hannah underscore henson one and camilla do you have a instagram handle that we can pop out there i do it's camilla c-a-m-i-l-l-a last name Ray m-a-r-a-i-s proceed yeah Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit more about how to raise your standards. Bye.